0: I'm very excited about this episode of Down the TV Rabbit Hole with Jim Sine and Harry Bartoszak. I'm in a good mood. Harry's in a good mood. I, I just, I'm very optimistic about this broadcast because you've had a good day today, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Jim, I've had a, I've had a, uh, I've had a, a banging day. What a day I've had. I've been to Best Buy three different times. Uh, and you know to uh, purchase a new laptop and you know just going there to and from back and forth testing the laptop seeing it's dead out of the box it was just a pleasure to have an excuse to go back there all those (laughs) different times so I'm just I feel great it's energized and I'm ready I've got an amazing show to talk to you about today and uh, how are you
0: I'm very good. I'm very good. I'll tell you about last night in a minute. First, I just want to tell the listeners that don't know, I'm down the TV rabbit hole. Uh, Harry and I just talk about TV shows that affected us one way or another. Most of the time, they're shows from many years ago, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we just basically uh, uh, throw a bunch of you-know-what at the wall, and we see what sticks. And uh, we Bullshit, do this- we throw at the wall. <laughs> well, okay. You <laughs> <laughs> but uh as i mentioned to you earlier uh our band played last night at the bourbon O'Bar bar yeah. uh in the french quarter and we're playing there every friday in april and the manager said hey listen once we get past april we're thinking about may june july and august so it looks like we're going to be there steady on friday nights
1: excellent yeah would love to hear uh, would he- love to hear a live drop into the band on the next show perhaps you know what? I promise you, I'm going to
0: start including a few because uh, our, our band manager, Dino Asanto, records it. He's got a real good uh, digital video camera. And I promise, I'll start including some drop-ins, but I want you to start thinking about getting down here and bringing your guitar. Because I, seriously, I mean, we'll have a great time. And it's every Friday night, Bourbon-O-Bar in the French Quarter. So
1: I will. I'll do my best Herb Ellis impersonation oh. uh, as long as it could be Herb Ellis while extremely drunk. Uh, the <laughs> I can do that. By the way, does uh, your friend Dino Ascento when he records the band, does he have a steady cam in case he slips on water or a banana peel or something like no, that? No, no, no. He, he uses the tripod, you see. He puts
0: it in the corner oh. so it, it's out of the way. Uh, and it, it, it's good that he does it because last night it was packed for four sets. I mean, literally, uh, uh, we would take a break and maybe four seats would open up, but as soon as we would start playing, those seats would be filled again. So it was a great night. We were very happy. Excellent. Yeah, fabulous, yeah. and and of, and of course uh, uh, you had a great day, and uh, I know you didn't want to go back to Best Buy three times, but hey, when you get a new laptop, that's pretty cool. That's a big deal, you know. I mean, so so good for you. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, well, thank you very much. I I am not using it right now, but the first thing I'm going to do is look up the Jim and Harry Facebook page when it uh, when I uh, power it up. And uh, listen to another excellent episode of Down the TV Rabbit Hole. Because somebody's got to listen. So we might as well, you and I do it, I suppose. All right, let's talk about
0: TV. Let's go down the TV rabbit hole. TV. and uh, uh, What do you say? Do you want to kick it off or you want me to kick it off? It's up to you, pal. <sighs> Dealer's choice. <laughs> well, you know what? Let me go first because I want to play a game. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. My show, and I could intro it, but what I'm going to do instead Rather than give you any information about this show whatsoever, I'd rather have you guess it in the style of the game Password. Okay. All right. You ready? Because Password, of course, hosted by Alan Ludden, who was Betty White's husband. uh, uh, A great game show host. uh, Wonderful. Really good at that show. But, uh, of course. He had white hair, glasses. Good looking guy. Yeah. Although, I always thought he he always looked older than Betty
1: White, in my opinion. He did look all, uh, let's just say for, his picture he's got white hair glasses and for this show he's got a white turtleneck and like a red sport coat on over it. That sound about right? Oh, I can totally visualize that, sure. Yeah.
0: That was, that mm-hmm. was the look like in the early 70s, you know? Kind of like something Roy Leonard would wear on Family Classics. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> There's Very an much. obscure reference for everyone. All right, let's play Password. You ready? I'm ready. Right, here we go. Yes. Here's my my clue for you. Meathead.
1: The password is all in the family. 1971
0: to 1979, a groundbreaking show, nine seasons, 205 episodes. Wide
1: away, Glenn Miller played.
0: Come on, you're Songs they to do made that. It. No, I can't I can't do an Edith Marker. I, I, Guys
1: I, like us, we had it made. How's oh, were the, the
0: days? Yeah, you, well, you do a better Edith than I do, yeah. No, the, and, and, and you know who
1: you were, man! <laughs> girls were girls and men were men. You know the next mister We could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. again. Let's finish it. Didn't need no welfare state. Everybody pulled his weight. Cirola Sal ran great. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, know,
0: you can you can watch that theme song and you know they they did about three or four different versions to you know as they went through the seasons but you can go to youtube and watch that and you
1: smile every time oh my god yeah that is a awesome awesome and groundbreaking show now the archie bunker character obviously um is the opposite of something that would fly to i think they could do a yeah. show like that you know, I, I'm one of these people who say that, you know, political correctness, uh, I recognize it's kind of out of hand, and he was the opposite of being politically correct, but that was kind of the point, even back then, people knew that he, this guy, uh, he was a personification of uh, a, you know, somebody that uh, has got a little bit of everything bad in him, but basically has got a good heart, you know? Yes. Like, uh, yeah. No, you're exactly right, and as you know, Carol O'Connor
0: was the star, and even though he played Archie Bunker, who was very conservative, very bigoted,
1: Carol O'Connor, as you know, very liberal in his politics. That's true. I forgot about that, yeah. And he didn't sound anything like uh, Archie Bunker in real life either. Well, a little bit, but he didn't have the New York accent, I guess.
0: And, of course, the other stars were, and I didn't write it down. I'm doing this by uh, by uh, memory. Uh, Gene Stapleton was Edith. Sally Struthers was Gloria. And, of course, the great Rob Reiner uh, and I say great Rob Reiner, but you know, he's thrown in a lot of clunkers lately, uh, but he's still so? great. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's made a, a... Spinal Tap, obviously, is one of the best movies of all time. Right. Uh, and he was good on All in the Family, but, uh, but his, I, I saw him in a Woody Allen film a couple of years ago. And he was just big and bald and not funny. And I don't know. I just, I, 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 and, and maybe I have just haven't seen enough of his latest stuff that's good. I guess I've seen some stuff that hasn't been the best over the last couple
1: of years, so. Well, I think he's mostly a director still, or a producer or whatever. I don't think he does a ton of on-screen stuff. I might be wrong about that, but um, I don't remember seeing him in, in anything. And I, no way in hell was I going to go to a Woody Allen movie, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just not a big fan of Woody Allen.
0: Well, his stuff has really fallen off. He's done a Small Times uh, Crooks, which I think, I think that came out in the 90s. That was kind of funny.
1: I'm more of a Mel Brooks type guy. I'd go yeah. see a Mel Brooks movie now, even even though he's about, like, 96 or something like that. If he made something, I'd go see it.
0: All right. All in the family from 71 to 79. Of course, as you know, this was a big part of CBS's big plan to go ahead and update their programming and get a younger demographic because... Uh, I think it was 1970 or 71. They had the quote unquote rural purge where they yeah, got rid those of,
1: bastards. <laughs>
0: well, and they got rid of a bunch of highly rated shows like Mayberry R.F.D. and Hee Haw, <laughs> and Red Skelton and Jackie Gleason. He Never I mean, got a dinner. <laughs> but they weren't. No, that's red buttons. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> but as you know, those were all top 20 shows. But CBS said, no, you know what? We want to go after a younger dem uh, demographic, Renegers. a more erudite demographic. So, I mean, and that's when All in the Family, Mary Tyler Moore, and we could probably list another eight or nine or, or ten. More erudite uh, ter- demographic.
1: Gee, eat it, the turlets clogged
0: again. <laughs> it was cutting edge. It was brilliant. And it's really, it's one of the only shows, one of the only three shows that was number one for five seasons in a row. Can you guess what the other two were? <sighs> I bet, I know well, you can Go chronologically. MASH? No. Go chronologically. From the 70s, All in the Family was number one in the 70s. What would have been number one in the 80s?
1: In the 80s. Dallas. No. Come on. That was a good guess, wasn't it?
0: Uh, That was a good guess, but you're missing the obvious one. What was the juggernaut show in the 1980s? NBC. Oh. Oh. Mm. Uh, a
1: lot, lot, lot
0: of bad Bob Saget type sweaters. How about that? Oh, full house. No, what's a full house? I said a lot of bad Bob Saget type sweaters.
1: Oh, Cosby, the Cosby, is, Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, all right.
1: So that's one. How many all more right. would we have?
0: Yeah, just one more, and this goes forward two decades. To like the two thousands, another juggernaut, a show that everybody talked about. Oh, it was so big. Friends. No, although that's a good ER. one. No, it, it, even bigger than that. A Fox show.
1: Oh, uh, Simpsons.
0: No, good guess too. No, a little more contemporary than that. X Files. People would come and they'd they'd audition. And
1: then. Oh, American Idol.
0: Very good. Yes, five seasons, it was number one, which doesn't surprise me, even though I, I don't think I've watched more than two episodes of my entire life. But
1: No way, really, yeah. And even know that Archie was a bigot, it, it was kind of understood that he was, it was playing an outrageous character, and they handled it very well at the time. Yeah. The writing was brilliant in that one. Well, you know what? And that's the key right there, because you had, obviously,
0: some brilliant actors and actresses, uh, each one of them won an Emmy, yeah. as a matter of fact. Uh, Sally Struthers, Rob Reiner, uh, Gene Stapleton, and Carol O'Connor all won Emmys at one point. Uh, but it was the brainchild, of course, you know, a genius. Norman Lear and Bud York, and those were the two guys that really developed it and, and were the producers, I guess. But, Didn't he
1: play the second Darren on Bewitched?
0: No. It <laughs> no. <Or there laughs> was Dick York. Dick York. Okay. No, he was the first. Dick York was the first, and uh, Dick Sargent was the second. Oh, that's right. Dick Sargent was the second.
1: That was... And then, of course, that led to his appearance on uh, Columbo at the famous (laughs) card game with Ron Say and Nancy Walker. Yes, of course. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I was going to come up with. You know, I I mean, everyone talks about that episode, for God's sake. Um, uh, So... There's a name that I want to throw out that I know you know, and he was highly involved in All in the Family. He was, I think he was script consultant or executive producer or some title like that. But basically, he had a big finger in the pie, and the guy's name was Milt Josephberg. Do you remember him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's made up. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's, nope. Never, Never trust a man with... With one and a half <laughs> first names, Milt Joseph <laughs> Josephberg
0: was Jack Benny's head writer, and then when Jack really? retired, he went on and he worked for Lucy, and then he worked for All in the Family. And again, oh. I know he wrote oh some, my. and he, but yeah, but wow. see, and that's Oh, I the apologize. <laughs> they had quality actors, they had great producers, quality scripts, and. If you had had less quality in any of the three, I don't think the show would have succeeded. But like you say, Archie was funny, but at the same time, he you know it, 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 he exposed himself for being somewhat ignorant. But he played the character lovable enough where you're like, ah, you know, he's kind of like my uncle, whomever. And but deep down, he's got a good heart and he loves his wife, even though he tells her to stifle all the time. So again, just great stifle writing, great <laughs> All right, now, let me, let me give you some trivia. You give ready for trivia.
1: trivia?
0: Yes. All right, there were, let's see, one, two, three, four. Four award-winning actors that were offered the role and were considered before Carol O'Connor, and they're all heavyweights. Mm. Let's see if you can guess any of them. Orson Welles. No, although uh, uh, when I say heavyweight, this guy would fall into that same <laughs> category, heavyweight literally and figuratively.
1: Okay. Dom DeLuise. No. (laughs) Well, he was in that movie Fatso. Yeah, that's true. No, not Dom DeLuise. Think
0: of somebody who has a better resume than Dom DeLuise. Okay. And he's fat.
1: Yeah. Um, Can you just give me a slight hint? All right. And away we go! Oh, how sweet it is! All right, Mr. Cramden, for $100, who is the composer of Swanee River? Jackie Gleason no kidding
0: yeah 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 Gleason they considered uh Jack Warden who of course a great actor
1: great character actor um, played George Hallis in Brian's song that's right god and he was what also a memory. the also the coach of the LA Rams in heaven can wait with Warren Beatty
0: god you're so right <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, they also considered, and actually... I still got it, kid. Now, All uh-huh. in the Family actually was offered, and I think they shot the pilot, according to the internet, but ABC shot a pilot for All in the Family starring Tom Bosley. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, from Happy Days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I no. tried to find it. I can't find it. But there are like different websites or chat rooms where they say, yeah, oh, no, it's available. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, no, it's out there somewhere. But if you can find it, good for you. I tried. I couldn't find it. But doesn't that doesn't seem right. But I guess, no. yeah. Hmm. No, it doesn't seem right either. But he, there's one more big guy that turned down the role. And they actually offered it to him. And he turned it down, which was another horrible career move for him. And mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you'll I don't think you'll guess it. So I will give you a hint right now. Okay. Uncle Uncle Milty deserved better than goddamn Jack Carter. <laughs> uh, oh, Mickey Rooney, really? Can you imagine? Because he had so much financial trouble at the end of his life. But if he had gotten mm. all in the family, I mean, he'd be he'd still be cashing checks, and he's been
1: dead for four years. So. Oh my God, has he only been dead for four years? Is no, he, he lived i lived that long.
0: I think maybe four, five or six.
1: Yeah, I would say. So how was, old was he? Was he ninety something?
0: I think he made it to ninety-one. I'll put that in the corrections. But okay. uh, yeah, what and, happened
1: and, and, with his finances? Just just poor financial uh, uh, acumen, uh, yeah, well, or first, something catastrophic happened. Well, he was married how many times? You know, six. Oh seven, God, you know, you can really only afford to get married one time in life. I think I've found out after that. I don't know how people afford it, but uh, yeah. So, well, will t- Seven I'll t- marriages. Yeah, you're going to pay that off in three lifetimes for
0: <laughs> Well, and I'll <laughs> tell you two quick Mickey Rooney stories. Uh, he was up in the booth at uh, the horse track with Trevor Denman. or No, it couldn't have been Trevor. It was someone, some famous mm-hmm. announcer. Phil George Dick F., F I think it was. I think it was Phil George F., actually, from Arlington Park. And Phil yeah. writes about this in his book. And uh, he interviews Mickey, and, and maybe Mickey called a race. And he's like, Mick, he says, uh, he says, do you remember the first time you went to the track? He said, yeah. He says, I went to Santa Anita, and I was there all afternoon, and I had a good day but didn't do good in the last couple of races, and I lost 10 bucks." And I'll tell you something, Phil. I've spent 30 years and $3 million trying to get that 10 bucks back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good line. <laughs> yeah. And the other story, and I can't remember where I heard this one, but you remember Mickey Rooney at the end of his career was in The Night at the Museum Pictures.
1: I never saw those, but I'll take your word for it.
0: Okay, he 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 and Dick Van Dyke and I forget there was another. Oh yeah, yeah, right. You know, That's right. so yeah. yeah, they played old security guards, and it was great, you know, to see the old guys. But supposedly, for that last movie, Mickey Rooney got paid something like three hundred thousand dollars. Whoa! Then he he died like three months later, and in his checking account, he had twenty
1: thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah. So. It must have all gone to pay off debts, or he blew it on gambling, or something like that. Maybe who knows? Uh, yeah, I have, I have no idea.
0: Just a lot of bad investments. It's a shame, but you know, Too hey, bad.
1: hey, uh, y- you know, y- we live once.
0: Yeah, he didn't get cheated, for God's sake. You know, I oh. mean, uh, I mean, uh, hey, and he was married to Ava Gardner, so you know, come on, how, how can we feel bad about? Was this for
1: the before guy? or after she was on Green Acres? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Ava Gabor. <laughs> I'm Hello, talking, darling. Uh, <laughs>
0: Although that would have been a good, you know, that would have been a good marriage. I think
1: Mickey Rooney and Ava Gabor. I could see that. He, he could have played Eddie Albert's role. He could have. That could have been. But anyway. Um, well, but but uh, no, but they
0: they actually asked him to. But in the pilot, he he wasn't able to do the correct enunciation for the line. I'm not going to buy that. I'm not, I'm not going to
1: buy that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, let me get back to the notes. Um, Of course, everyone remembers the great All in the Family episode, 1972, starring Sammy Davis Jr., which they say Mm -hmm. uh, produced the biggest laugh in television sitcom history.
1: Is that right? I remember that episode vividly. Yes. But I don't remember what the biggest laugh would be about. Oh, come on. The last scene where Sammy's
0: there, and they're going to take the picture, and Sammy goes, okay, take the picture. He kisses him or
1: something. Right. Yeah, right. He kisses him, yeah.
0: And supposedly, in syndication, there are different packages that are available, but the laugh was so long, they had to cut it. They're like, we can't have just, you know, however long it was, 90 seconds, two minutes of laughter. Uh, So they had to cut it, but according to what I've read, you can sometimes find the long version. Where it just goes on and on and on and on. But regardless, whether we see it or not, a huge laugh. And they say, again, uh,
1: biggest laugh in TV sitcom history, supposedly. You know what I remember that episode for? I remember them making a big deal about how he had a glass eye. Now, did you know the entire cast of
0: All in the Family forfeited their residuals to get upfront money so they don't get paid for all of those reruns that have been on for the last 40 years?
1: God, that's got to just make them sick that's I know because that's where the money is why would anybody ever do that nowadays well I mean maybe now it's changed the dynamic has changed but back then I mean I don't know well that was nineteen seventy one seventy two that was kind of at the beginning of yeah. syndication right where there wasn't too much going on with that before yeah I, I I don't think I don't think they had the foresight
0: to realize you know that this would be in syndication for that many years I mean and everyone goes back to I love Lucy you know the fact that they did the show. They filmed the show. Desi Arnaz said, hey, uh, can I have those films when you're done? And they're like, oh, yeah, you can have them. Who's going to want to see them again? No, you can have them. So they gave him. Oh, my God. They gave him the show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so to this day, I guarantee you, Lucy Arnaz and Desi Arnaz are still cashing checks on that show, yeah. uh, which is great, for God's sake. I just want to talk about watching All in the Family. And I was, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever it was. But I remember being so proud of myself because I got the jokes.
1: Yeah, right. This is an adult show for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was like, "Wow, I really get this." You know, everyone would be. I'm like, "Wow, I get it." And I remember feeling like that was the first time that I felt like I was kind of an adult watching TV rather than watching, you know, Saturday morning cartoons or Ray Rayner or Mm -hmm. stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Wow. I I can. I can. I'm hip with that. It's a coming of age show for you so to speak and my uncle joe too who, who was a
0: great guy who was actually a little bit like archie bunker in uh, in all seriousness but i remember he bought a tv and put it in the kitchen and he put it up in the corner built a shelf and he bought it i think i remember him saying this and maybe i'm making this up but i don't think so i think he put the tv there just so he could watch all in the family Wow. When they were eating dinner. I, I'm pretty sure that's true. Maybe I'm making that up. But I remember watching it with him at the big dinner table. They had one of those big, you know, long dinner tables where you could seat like, you know, 18. And we were all watching all the family. And I was like, wow, I really feel like an adult now, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so, anyway. <laughs> what, that's that's how it kind of affected me. What.
1: When was All in the Family on? Like, what shows were uh, on around the same time? Do you remember? I know it was on for a long time, but do you have any uh, information on the like uh, what were the wraparound shows for that? And you know, well, you know, I want to say we hit a couple of them:
0: Mary Tyler Moore and Mash. I think it was Sunday nights for a long time, and then it went to Wednesday nights. Hang on, let's see. You know what? I've got the. Uh, I think I have the information right here. Uh, no, I don't. I'll put it in the corrections. But it was, you know, it was number one. Then they moved it to, like, Wednesdays, and it went to, like, number 12 or 14. But it was still a top 20 show. uh But I'll, pu- I'll put that lineup in. In the, the 71-72 season, when All in the Family debuted, I promise, in the corrections, I'll put the entire lineup. How's that? Sounds great. I'm going to be waiting
1: for those corrections. That's my favorite part of the show, anyway. <laughs> All right, now, spinoffs. You love spinoffs. I do, and I also love the movie Spin Out with Elvis. I think I might watch that like <laughs> one today.
0: No, you know, yeah, you'll turn it on and you'll turn it off after ten minutes <laughs> I because, will? other than other than Viva Las Vegas and Loving You, you you can't watch more than more than ten minutes of an Elvis movie for God's sake. It just you can't. That's true. So. Hit me with the spinoffs. Well, let's see how many you can guess. I know you you already guessed one, for God's sake. All right, we got the
1: Jepperson's. Yeah. We got Archie Bunker's place.
0: Well, yeah, that was kind of like the continuation of All in the Family, but I'll include that. Sure, keep going. Okay.
1: Wait a minute. How many did you say
0: there were? Uh, Let's see. There's one, two, three,
1: four. There's five left, believe it or not. Oh, no. Okay, I'm out. I'm I'm out of bullets in my gun here. Uh, well, you're Mindy. gonna get
0: so mad. No, no. Here, I'll give you I'll give you hints for each one. You ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm Adrian Bimbo. <laughs> oh, oh, oh mud of course. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Here's here's another hint for you. Dynamite. Uh, that's right. What's he- what's I mean? Uh, uh, good times. Very good. good. Oh, and rest in peace, Johnny, the maintenance man. Yeah, uh, yeah, just passed away recently. He's age eighty-one. Yeah, Booker or Booger, they used to call him Booger, right? Yeah, Yeah. his real name was Johnny something. Might be good for the uh, creation. I was gonna say creations. Um, correction, correction. All right,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes. I'm not drunk. Okay. The other spinoffs, and these are these are going to be tougher to get. Uh, okay. You remember Sally Struthers went and had her own show called Gloria for about half a season. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know
1: what, Joey? I'll be okay.
0: <laughs> and Florence, oh, yeah. <laughs> Florence, the oh. maid from Good Times, had her own show for a little bit.
1: Wait a minute. No. Yeah. She was the maid from Jefferson's. Right. Jefferson's. Sorry. Yeah. So you count that as a spinoff of All in the Family because it's from the tree, even though it wasn't a direct spinoff.
0: Well, I guess it—it's it, not a show that you remember because it was only on for a short period of time. It was called Checking In, uh, what, and was, I think—wait,
1: wait a minute—was yeah. Florence ever on All in the Family? Because see, <sighs> that's was a, a spin, great question. Clearly a spinoff from Jefferson's, but if she never appeared on All in the Family, I'm—I'm no. going to say. We can't give you that one. Uh, okay. To, uh, all right, you know, right? Well, Sorry. okay. All right, well, okay. I mean, we here's have another We have standard We have the integrity standards. People are relying on us for accurate information. <laughs> I just couldn't let it slide. That's all. Well, here's
0: another one that you're probably going to have to call me on. It was a show okay. called 704 Hauser, which was the address of the bunker house. But after uh, everything was canceled after Archie Bunker's place and after all in the family, a Jewish family moved into the house. And they, they tried to do a show about them. Uh, it was just basically a completely different cast in that same setting, and it didn't last very long at all. So, you I don't know. Notice. I vaguely
1: remember that. That's weird. Who was in that show? Do you have any information on the cast?
0: I have. Uh, you know what? Another one for the corrections. For God. I have no idea. It, I think it only lasts Hauser. a year. I promise. I'll put the cast in the corrections. So, Okay. I tell you, you know, I, sometimes the corrections. <laughs> I, I have to get, I have to get some longer music beds for God's sake. One song isn't enough
1: sometimes for the
0: corrections. Yeah, so. it's like
1: a separate show. It really is.
0: All right, so I'm glad we did all in the family because it, it bears mentioning. And again, it, maybe it doesn't hold up as well as it did, say 40, 50 years ago. But still, a classic show. And
1: uh, I think it holds else can up. What you man. say?
0: Right, yeah, you no, know, I, mean, I don't disagree. And I think I'm, I'm I'm at the point, and you and I have talked about this, I'm becoming politically correct even though I don't want to be co- politically correct.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. Um, and um, I might be the same way too. Well, I do remember Jackie Gleason. And I think, and again, this is second, third, fourth hand.
0: But I remember Carol O'Connor going to Jackie Gleason and... Uh, he said, you realize my character, he said, I I stole a lot from, from you, from the Honeymooners. And Jackie Gleason says, well, I'll tell you the truth. When I watch your show, I say, God, I wish I would have been bold enough to do a lot of the stuff you're doing on your show on my show so i think they realized that yeah the two characters were fairly related
1: you know or somewhat related anyway well that's an amazing story uh that says a lot right there that uh when you talk about classic characters in tv i mean you almost have to put archie bunker on mount rushmore you know?
0: Oh, yeah, no, you, you'd put Archie Bunker and Ralph Cramden in the top five, I think. I mean, I think everyone would have to. Yeah, for sure. Here's the important question, and I asked my friend Rachel this, and she's considerably younger than we are. But when you go back to the early episodes, and this bothered me even when I watched it, I always thought Sally Struthers was too cute for Rob Reiner. Is that just me? hmm yeah you know i guess you know no nah, it must have just been me then no 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 if you didn't think about it back then but i don't know why i just always thought sally struthers was so pretty and cute it never know, back occurred then. to me
1: no. okay no that's I fine mean, he, and, he's like and, a big lumbering you know meathead and so uh, <laughs> yeah but there's no accounting for taste i found that over time we've seen in real life I mean, oh, how right. many times have you seen these people like, how in the world did he end up with her? You know? Well, I'm reminded of a great story, and, and
0: I got to uh, credit my friend Dave Eade, who's a sports director in the Northeast in Portland, Maine. We were in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, both working in TV. We're at a bar, and there's this real pretty girl, and I'm talking to her for like 10 minutes, and boy, she was funny and cute and just, I mean, literally probably like an eight or a nine, easily. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're really hitting it off. And she says, oh, here comes my boyfriend. And in comes this guy. He's missing teeth. His hair is all over the place. He stunk like an ashtray. So I, I talked to him for like another minute and a half. And then I walked back to my buddy Dave. And I'm just, I'm I'm downtrodden. I, it's like all the air was out of my balloon. <laughs> but but he had the great line. All he did was he just shook his head. And he goes, maybe she has cataracts. <laughs> and and that joke made it worth it but (laughs) no you're right yeah yeah, there's no accounting for taste and we should mention and this is terrible but we should mention about you know sally struthers uh you know slight weight gain in uh, later in life
1: (laughs) Hmm. is she booked for thanksgiving
0: (laughs) oh god we should (laughs) have had her in the parade for god's sake Oh, yeah. I, and I felt hey. bad because you know she started to get kind of chubby in the '90s, but then she was doing those commercials for you know TV and VCR repair and you know educate yourself at home, <laughs> and oh my God, she was huge. Yeah. Well. And it, even today,
1: she's. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. It happens real quick, but you know uh, all you need to do it's really simple. Yeah. Uh, you have a shake. For breakfast, another one for lunch, <laughs> and a reasonable dinner. And then you're in good shape. Well, uh, Tommy that, Lasorda. He looked like a deflated re- football at the end, <laughs> but uh, he
0: lost the weight. That reminds me of a great line that I had totally forgotten. And Willard Scott said it, and I, I was standing... No, I wasn't... He was plugging something that... He, he was on the Today Show, and he was plugging a charity event on Sanibel Island that he couldn't go to, but I was hosting with Craig Wolf, who was the anchor for NBC at the time. So he holds up the poster, and he says, hey, I want everyone to know that this weekend we've got the whatever walk on Sanibel, and he holds up the poster, and there's a picture of me, picture of Craig, and he says, you know... And so he plugged us for about 20 seconds, and then he put it down, and he got done, and he rapped, but he had this joke because Willard at the time, you remember, he did Slim Fast for a while. That's right, <laughs> And and he somehow and you know how Willard would kind of go on tangents, but he mentioned the fact that he said you know uh, uh, Slim Fast. He says you know he says oh and I do the Slim Fast blah blah blah. He says maybe at night I'll have a little bit of Jack Daniel blah blah blah. You know and he throws in Jack Daniel. So <laughs> so so Bryant Gumble uh, he, he, he's getting ready. To, uh, Willard tosses it back and Bryant says uh, what was that you were saying Willard uh, JD and Slim Fast I like that and Willard <laughs> says. Yep, lose thirty pounds in your driver's license in just three months. <laughs> oh man! I mean, and it was perfect timing. Quick, I mean, just and that—that's how Willard was. He was that quick. So that was a funny line. All right, that—that's how we'll wrap up all in the family. Unless there's anything else you want to mention about your recollections of the show.
1: Nope. Glad you did it. Love the show. Might even watch that later today as a matter of fact, because that always brings a, a nostalgic smile to my face. Thank you. Yep. Oh,
0: especially the opening theme. You're always gonna feel good when you hear that opening theme. So all right, you know I've set a high bar. That was a classic oh, yes, show. You have. Uh, so you have. so let's see what, what show Harry Bartosiak wants to feature in Chicago.
1: Yeah, well, I think we're going to have to limbo uh, under the bar uh, okay. first of all. Maybe <laughs> right. like way down low, but uh, that's okay because actually, I'm pretty excited about my show, and I think I can describe it in just one word, and that is meaty, beady, big, and bouncy. Okay, and I'm talking about uh, Baywatch. Oh my oh God! My... Did I can't believe you ever watched that show? I'm Did amazed. You... Ever think that I would do Baywatch, but I'm telling you, I was astonished when I dug into this. Now, you remember, Baywatch, of course, is the vehicle for the Hoff, David Hasselhoff, coming right. off Night Rider in the early 80s. And what a show that was. We won't do that, but... You know, anything that involves a talking car is always good. Oh, and that show
0: show was a hit. I remember. I mean, I didn't like it, but yeah, it was a hit. And Hasselhoff, you know, good-looking guy, good singer. So he was on top of the world. Did you say good singer? Yeah.
1: Um, Well, okay. You know, I. I, he sold some records, you know. (laughs) He sold millions of records in Germany uh his basically his uh his country of origin he had already become a huge star by 1989 he had an album come out uh i forget what the hell it was called i guess oh it was called looking for freedom and he had become a mega hit star in germany already in 1989 isn't Uh, it ironic that an album entitled looking for freedom would be a hit in germany i mean i don't know why i find that a little ironic but keep going i'm sorry David Hasselhoff is the butt of a lot of jokes, let's just say it, okay? And this whole thing about, oh, my God, why is he so popular in France and Germany? Like, what the hell? You know, what are these people thinking, for God's sakes? And so, anyway, I listened to a David Hasselhoff recording today. And he actually is a good singer. It's not bad. You know, he has this booming, deep voice, like... Uh, open your eyes, see the light right in front of you. Where it's almost like crosses at times into Jim Neighbors' territory. I was going to say, okay. you sound a little yeah. like
0: Jim Neighbors in the impersonation. Come again in
1: Indiana, And it seems that I can see But it's impressive. He's got... He, 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 he's in tune. He delivers it. So it's nothing that you or I are going to listen to. And, you know, it'd be like buying a John Tesh record or something like that. You acknowledge that yeah. he's got some talent, but it's uh, it's not going to cut the muster. All right. Now, now not, I've, I've got right. to interrupt you as a musician just right, right now because right. John Tesh
0: is in his own category because he makes that like, you know, what 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 would you even call that music? You yeah. know, a p- uh, progressive techno type music. Uh, yeah. And I mean, but, I watched a John Tesh special on PBS, and I don't think I've ever heard more horrible music. <laughs> I mean, it was just it went from bad to worse to terrible, and I'm like, I, it was almost like I thought I was watching a Saturday Night Live skit for a little bit. It was that bad. <laughs>
1: But, you know, John Tesh, you got to give him his due. First of all, he was married, or maybe still is, to Connie Selica. So yeah, I think he, so, yeah. I think he did better based on, you know, I don't know, he's not a horrible looking guy. He was on Entertainment Tonight, so he sat yeah. next to Mary Hart. He did Olympic gymnast coverage, and then he goes and he makes all these weird records. He's a good piano player, but he's just doing, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like Prague uh, elevator music or something like that, oh. but... I, he must have made a fortune from it. My mom ordered from QVC all of his CDs. And, uh, you know, I still have those around. And we still, now I don't listen to him anymore because I can't find a CD player. But other than that, we put him on every Christmas uh, for his Christmas CDs. And then on top of it, he did the theme for the NBA for NBC for all of these years. Wow. So he must have got a good. I mean, you got to give. da 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 give him his due. Same with Hasselhoff. He's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. So, Baywatch. So, 1989, David Hasselhoff is pitched this show. It was created by a real-life lifeguard named Gregory Bonham, who got together with a couple friends, Michael Burke, and another guy named Douglas Schwartz. Remember that last name. I'm going to get back okay. to it in a minute. Schwartz. Uh, and they put together a show, They and they had a bunch. The idea was it's in Los Angeles County, where the lifeguards really do pr- patrol the beaches. They wear these red bathing suits. And they saved people's lives. And there was a guy, they put one guy on the show called Michael Newman. His nickname was Numi, Nooby Newman, Numi Newman. It's fun to say. Uh, You might remember him. He was the one guy that looked like what doesn't belong here. He had like, he was balding, he had a mustache. He looked like he should have been on Gunsmoke or something like that. But he, he was a real lifeguard. And so they put him on there. And he's still around today. He's like 65. Um, and uh, they had David Hasselhoff, who was kind of like the... He's played, an, of course, an ex-Navy SEAL uh, turned lifeguard. And then some other people, like in the first year, Parker Stevenson was on there. Remember him from uh, Hardy Boys Mysteries and uh, was married to Kirstie Alley? Sure do. And- Remember that first season? Because it wasn't the first season on network TV? First season was on NBC... And it was canceled after the first year, even though it did okay. Uh, it was a very expensive show to do. I think Parker Stevenson was pretty much left after the first year, and then um, uh, the uh, there was a girl, there was a lady named Sean Weatherly who was on there, a woman, and she wanted to leave because she thought, I guess it was beneath her. And so they said, fine for the, the your last episode, we're going to have you eaten by a shark. So oh they, come yeah. on! Who is it? Mrs. Robin Who is it? Plumber (laughs)
0: Plumber? I didn't ask for a plumber. Who is it? Telegram (laughs) Oh, Telegram, just a moment
1: The story is it was Grant Tinker's production company, and uh, you know, and Grant Tinker, remember, was married to Mary Tyler Moore at the time, sure. and he had a production company and the rights to it. Brandon Tartikoff came around; he was head of NBC. Basically, apologized to Hasselhoff. He said, "Look." Um, we can't do this anymore. We're not going to be able to make money at it. It's not a bad show. We like you, but uh, we got to do stuff like Hill Street Blues and things. That we got to do this is too like dumb. You know, okay. we need something smarter. And Hasselhoff kind of understood. He was already a big star in Germany because of this album. Looking for Freedom, <laughs> he was becoming a big star, and. He was approached after the show was canceled by some, like, consigliere to the Germans and say, hey, wait a minute, no, no, don't cancel the show. We'll put up the money to do an independent production. So literally with meetings with the German, I don't know if it was the government or, or, you know, the entertainment bureau or whatever the hell they call it there, but some connections in Germany, they raised over half a million dollars and got the show uh, running in its uh, next year and then when you know it it's stuck for uh, 11 years total so it was Hasselhoff's German popularity that allowed the show to to stay on board but backing up a second here as a part yeah. of that effort when they got canceled by NBC um, remember I told you one of the creators was Douglas Schwartz along yes okay, his His uncle was a gentleman named Sherwood Schwartz. Oh, well, there you go. And he contributed said you guys should buy the rights to this show and keep doing it and then they got the funding from Germany and all that and it could happen so that was part of it was Sherwood Schwartz was basically giving them the idea to these young guys who had started that is, you buy it you get it going you know." and uh, the idea with the show was supposed to be like the chips of lifeguarding that was the creator's uh, picture its like hey if chips a bunch of you know it's about saving people just like the cop shows or whatever so um, and then they had you know, a lot of good-looking women running around on the beach, bouncing up and down. if you know what I mean? You know. Uh, and see, I see. Is- I don't know. I don't remember that. I just remember David Hasselhoff and Parker Stevenson. But keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course. Uh, There was uh, Pam Anderson, Mm -hmm. um, Erica Aliniak was in the first year, Nicole Eggert, Yasmin Bleeth came along, all fine actresses in their own right, and I have one word to describe this aspect of the show, ooh la la, okay? Uh, (laughs) By the way, you know where I learned that word? Uh, No, where'd you learn that word? From that old Vidal Sassoon commercial, remember that? Ooh la la, Sassoon. La, sa son. Oh, la, la, sa
0: son. You son of a bitch! You just <laughs> threw that in, so I've got to go and research and find <laughs> that fucking commercial and put a clip of it in this goddamn show.
1: Well, it's either that or I'm Rula lenska <laughs> If you want to look, <laughs> the up other one. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so they had the. That's where the big and bouncy part comes in. Okay, let's right. face it. A lot of these women even had boob jobs for the show, even though they didn't have to, okay? Uh, But, uh, so... uh, Alexandra Paul was another uh, woman who was on the show. She was like the the less uh, bombshellish uh, looking one, look more like the smarter one. I don't know what you know, just a stereotype. But what? it was an did ensemble they put, cast. Did they
0: put? She was the only lifeguard who actually would go into the ocean swimming with glasses on because she was the yeah. smart one,
1: right? But when she took the glasses off and let her hair hang down, she was really attractive. It was like the right. librarian, you know, Clark Kent. <laughs> but get this, they had trouble. When they were shooting in Los Angeles, there was times when it was forty degrees in that water. Okay. It's oh. not like super hot all the time. Every so when they were shooting. So they moved the show at times and then later permanently at the very end to Hawaii. But they had a problem with sharks in the water. Like they were this is actually a hazard where they would have to have people with stun guns swimming around the actors to keep the sharks away. Like, <laughs> what? I'd be like <laughs> I don't think I could remember my lines if I'm, you know, like pa- dog paddling in the water and there's big sharks. And I don't care if you got a stun gun or not. Or not. That sounds yeah. a stun dicey. gun.
0: I'd want i want ten. I'd want ten Navy SEALs with machine guns for God's yeah. sake.
1: I think you need like Roy Scheider's behind the camera. You're gonna need a bigger gun.
0: Or you know. right, no, don't worry about it, Pam Anderson. No, no, no. Don't worry about the shark. I've got my stun gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they hate that.
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll stay <laughs> away from you. But here's a couple interesting stories about a couple of the interesting actors who were on uh, more one or more seasons of the show. I want to tell you about because it shed. This one guy was on the show. Billy Warlock played Eddie Kramer in the first couple seasons. I don't expect you or anybody to remember Billy Warlock. No, Maybe but you'll still re- you're you'll be remembering that when you're 95 in the in the nursing home. Oh, Billy <laughs> yeah.
0: Walker, yeah. <laughs>
1: but well, it, no, I don't Warlock. remember him. This is, he is a great illustration of what it must be, have been like to grow up around Hollywood as just a young goofball high school kid. Because his father, his name was, get this, Dick Warlock. What a name. Oh, and I'm not on. making fun of it. I'm just saying, can you imagine? I might use that to check into a hotel sometime. And the name, sir? Dick Warlock. No, I, I um, think I think they'd
0: call you on that one. They'd say, uh, <laughs> "Sir, I I need your real name, please." <laughs> uh,
1: okay, should I say it's jo- Dick Josephson? I'm like, okay,
0: Milt Josephberg. That's his name. <laughs> right. and that's a real Milt, guy, by Milt, the way. All Milt, right, so
1: Milt Warlock Josephberg. Okay. <laughs> All right. (laughs) All right. So anyway, get this. So Dick Warlock was a stunt driver and was a stunt driver in the movie Herbie the Love Bug. So I'm thinking, how dangerous is that? My recollection of that movie, it's a talking car. It's a Volkswagen, and it probably goes about 10 miles an hour. So what the hell did they need a stunt driver
0: for? But, you know, you see, it just goes to show this is the one time your memory is failing you because, sure, it was a Volkswagen, but because it was Herbie, it was able to go faster. And remember, sometimes he'd go on two wheels, huh? Do you remember Uh, that?
1: Okay, well, now you know uh, the the magic behind that two-wheel action. It was Dick Warlock, okay? Gotcha. Now, Dick, this is equally baffling to me, Dick Warlock, I just like to say that, got his son, Billy a job as Robin Williams' stunt double on an episode of Mork and Mindy. Gary Marshall is directing that episode, and Gary Marshall then later casts Billy Warlock as the young Cunningham nephew Flip on season 10 of Happy Days. Just think about how we would have been like in the catbird seat if our family had grown up in El. Do you think you and I would have found our way into some bad shows? I'm guess I'm thinking for sure if we were living in L.A. All it takes is one little door opener. But you're out there and you got an in in the business, whether it's mom or dad, or you go to the high school where. You know, somebody gets you, you know, uh, a guest shot on Family Matters or something like that. And then you're rolling. I mean, Let's get back to the girls. Just, I mean,
0: because yeah, I remember right. some of them. But who, who who else was in the cast, if I can ask?
1: Well, as I said, Pam Anderson. And, you now she right. came from, she had done a Playboy shoot. And all oh, yeah. Right, no, and everyone, so yeah. David Hasselhoff didn't want her on the show at the beginning before he met her. He thought, this is a family show. Uh, we already had one girl, uh, Erica Aliniak, I think it was who had done a Playboy shoot. That was controversial. Were, were we going to allow her to be on the show or not? But they did. And then for Pam Anderson, Hasselhoff met with her and said, oh, she's great. Yeah, we'll, we'll have her on the show. So Then there was um, Yasmin Bleeth, who later yep. ran into problems with a lot of drugs. And um, she has uh, ballooned out pretty big, too, uh, over yeah. the years. I feel bad sometimes because these women
0: especially in Hollywood their entire life is built around their looks and then when they get on the other side of 30 or 40 or whatever it is and they're not getting cast anymore I can kind of get why they go into a depression because you know hey well, yeah. that's all I had
1: you know they had contracts on the show that says that they, they they couldn't gain more than five pounds from their the weight that they were hired at and supposedly it wasn't just for the women it was also for Hasselhoff now I don't know if this is true but I think it was Nicole Eggert I read you know she was also a big bombshell for a while and I think she was dated or married to Nikki Sixx from Motley Crue um, yeah but uh, uh, but anyway I think she said that you know they had to stay at that weight or maybe it was Yasmin Bleeth but in any event. Now, you know one funny thing? They, this show costs like a million dollars an episode to make or something like that. I might be slightly off, but it was very expensive. And um, one of the girls, I forget which one it was, reported that when she got the gig on the show in later years, they gave they were reusing the bathing suits. She got one that said Pam on it, like in, you know, black magic marker on the inside. Really? And so, yeah. You know, that Pam Anderson swimsuit, I bet you, if you still had it, would fetch a couple of bucks on eBay. Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, You have to give credit to Hasselhoff. I think he made a shitload of money. Uh, singing for the Germans and for Europe. He parlayed that into this show. They took it 11 years. The guy has been through a rough time. He is a recovering alcoholic. You remember he had some embarrassing episodes where yeah. his daughter actually like filmed him drunk because she wanted to expose how he can act and so he would turn his act around. You know, so he got drugged through the mud. But he he is in the Ted McGinley type of uh mode where he's willing to laugh at himself again all the way to the bank i mean i don't know whether he lost his money or not but he's made a shitload not too much more to say i think you know kind of covered it uh but i mean 11 years is impressive of course uh it overstayed its welcome uh even by baywatch standards when they moved the last uh, year or so to uh, Hawaii, and it was, uh, and then they had a show at the same time for a while called Baywatch Nights, where David Hasselhoff's character moonshined as a private investigator, or moonlighted as a private investigator, and it was all kind of fizzling out. Um, they did bring back, uh, I think there was a Baywatch movie uh, where uh, in 2003, and then there was uh, some kind of a spinoff show. I didn't even bother researching that, but right. Hasselhoff is working on a Night Rider reboot as we speak apparently and wait a minute the, the,
0: the, they already did a Night rider reboot they brought back the tv show it was on like six seven years ago wasn't it
1: really i thought yeah but that was with different actors right and oh it, so this is going to be a reboot of a reboot this is going to be like In the interview that I saw, he said that, you know, we're not talking about bringing back the Knight Rider with new actors. No, they tried that and it didn't work. We're talking about bringing back the original show and I'm going to be behind the wheel. No, that's a great idea. And they could get like the original car, which right now
0: is like, you know, it's got a a bit dinged fender and you know the the bumper's a little askew and it's they're, they're riding and it's three tires and they got the donut on the back wheel
1: you know it, th- that would be good so baywatch is what it is nobody's ever going to say it's the greatest show in the world but nobody's ever going to say it didn't have its place i think it served its purpose and we're all better off for
0: it the now, you talked, you talked about the, the end seasons where they were kind of spinning stuff off. I seem yeah. to remember that in the last couple of seasons, they actually changed the title from Baywatch to Hey, Look at the Boobs. <laughs> 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 Am I now, making that? I, I'm misremembering, I think. Hmm. Well, I got to tell you something. When we were talking about doing this episode, I could have uh, gone to Vegas and gotten a million to one odds on the fact that you would somehow talk for over 25 minutes about David Hasselhoff, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have placed the bet. I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed, shocked, and dumbfounded. But thank you for pulling this one out, because, uh, you know, again,
1: down the rabbit hole. That's where you went. So good for you. Well, Jim, we're running out of material. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs> don't, well,
1: <laughs> don't, don't admit that. I'm going to have to edit that out. Don't admit
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, all right. So let's let's pick it up on the last chorus. Let's let's sing us out. What do you say? And I, we might get sued for this, but but we're not hitting the right notes, so no one even knows what the song is. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played,
1: and I watched those Baywatch babes.
0: <laughs> Sorry. All right, this is Jim back with the corrections, and not a lot of them today. Mickey Rooney died in 2014. All in the Family was originally on Saturday nights, and the first year it was on, 1971, here was the schedule. All in the Family, Uh, Bridget Loves Bernie, okay, not a great show, but then the Mary Tyler Moore Show, the Bob Newhart Show, and the Carol Burnett Show, all of them still in syndication. Booker's name on the Jeffersons was Johnny Brown. That was the actor. The cast of 704 Hauser. You wouldn't know any of them except for the great John Amos and Maura Tierney who went on to news radio and then ER and that show only made it six episodes according to Wikipedia. And John Tesh, congratulations. Still married to the beautiful Connie Selica. That's the broadcast. Thanks for listening. You're the Dukes of Dixieland again. So long now.